Hey, hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. Today's guest is a professional counselor focused on enhancing self-understanding, promoting healthy mental practices, and helping people to resolve other pressing concerns. Her main focus areas include emotional counseling, career counseling, and relationship coaching. She is committed to encouraging complete emotional, spiritual, and physical wholeness for her clients. Welcome onto the show, Phoebe. Thank you, Ms. Monique. Thank you for inviting me over. So what would you say is the one thing that you've learned about yourself during this pandemic? That's a good question. I think I've learned just how much um, we get so we feel the need to be busy. So getting that extended downtime has really made me realize that I always want to be engaged doing something and how we always feel that um, being productive means that you're doing something, you're achieving something, you're you know, meeting um, a target, you're achieving a goal. And honestly, even to be, um, to be as productive and to be as successful as you want to be, you really need to make time to rest, relax, and honestly, sometimes just do nothing. And that's one of the biggest lessons I've taken from the pandemic season. Yes, likewise, I realized that Pre-COVID, I was always up and about. And you know, I'm grateful that um, this pandemic has made me to just really slow down and to appreciate resting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why do you think people shy away from rest? I think it's, it's a cultural, it's a um, societal thing. I think um, we measure our value, our self-value against what we can achieve and what we're doing. And, you know, inadvertently, it just helps us to feel, you know, that we are a valuable part of society when we're doing things, when we're achieving goals, when we're um, getting awards. And I believe the world actually um, celebrates people that are doing more achieving more, making more money, and appear more successful. And I think it makes sense because that is something that we can easily measure. You know, external output is easier to measure as against internal output. Um, nobody can tell just how relaxed I am by looking at me. And so they can't award me for that. But the things we do outwardly is what makes people appreciate us. But I think um, what's happening um, with what happened during the um, lockdown and, you know, the sequestering is that a lot of people realize that it's, it's actually it can become a toxic cycle and it's very draining and possibly we're getting less done because we're always doing something. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, external things are easier to measure vis-a-vis -vis peace of mm -hmm. mind, arresting yeah. you and the funny thing is when someone looks at or rather when people try and figure out 
should I rest or should I take a slower rhythm with life or should I pursue these external um, accomplishments? One mm. finds that um, there are different um, ways of handling that. There are different ways of, you know, um, figuring out which rhythm works for you, mm. which rhythm doesn't work for you. So how would you encourage mm-hmm. someone to just figure out that, you know, my rhythm is going to be different for someone else's rhythm and we shouldn't yeah. um, punish someone for having a different rhythm from ourselves? That's a really good question. Um, I was actually having a session with a client yesterday discussing the same thing. And she, you know, she was played with some of these questions. And she said, um, we're having, well, I'm having an existential crisis where because of the downtime we've had, we spend so much time on social media and we are being flooded with images of other people making more money, um, losing more weight and just seeming more successful. And I mean, I agreed with her that it would be very triggering if that's all you're consuming. And that's why it's so important for us to, you know, define our own parameters for success. Define our own parameters for, you know, well-being and rest and productivity and define your own mission, your goals, your own vision. It's so, so essential that we sit with ourselves And I think it starts with learning to appreciate who you are, how you've been uniquely created. Um, That that appreciation actually is lacking in a lot of people's lives because, like I said, we're being inundated. In fact, I like to say we're being ambushed by the images of what other people are doing. And the truth is we don't even know how we're doing it. So we don't even know if you're using healthy means or they're going using unhealthy pathways to achieve those results so um i always tell my clients sit with yourself and be real you know um the times in your life when you just have to be slower and in order to avoid you know things like exhaustion burnout um having a complete um mental breakdown it's so essential to do this inner work, to do this inner assessment. And I mean, if you're struggling to do it, there's so many mental health care practitioners out there today that can sit through the process with you. But it's so important that you look at who you are, start from there, and you know, learn how to also identify those triggers that get you thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I could do better. Oh, goodness, I had all this time. Look at my age. I should have actually done this, this, this within this, you know, stipulated time. No, you need to learn how to build those boundaries around your mental well-being. Make that decision that you know best how you're going to move forward. Um, and there's a scripture I love so much that says, take heed to yourself. It's in the New Testament. It's like, take account of who you are. Take account of where you are, you know, and using starting from there you can just move forward and chart your own path you know with the help of you know your support system and you know the counselor or therapist or whoever you'd like to work with yeah well said and you know i think sitting with yourself can be so scary sometimes and oh yes (laughs) yeah 
And we know with this pandemic and the lockdown and everything slowing down, most people I'm sure are, you know, out of their minds, just scared. Like I'm going to find out the good, mm. the bad, and the ugly about myself. And the ugly, yes, yes. But it's yes. important so to true. face yourself nonetheless. And as you said, mm-hmm. so that you can chart a way forward and, you know, create a future that you could not even have imagined for yourself, but you can't do that. Exactly until you mm. face yourself exactly exactly so someone who, exactly. who is listening to this the first time and they're saying i don't want to face myself but after this episode mm. they decide to face themselves what steps should mm. you take to navigate through that fear to navigate through the anxiety and still face themselves i believe that um one of the reasons why we're so scared to see who we really are one of the reasons there's so many but one of the main ones is because we don't want to realize how much in quotes of a failure we think we are so it's it's just you know you mentioned the good the bad the ugly i think it's the bad and the ugly that we don't want to see the good oh we're great with it but the bad and the ugly is what scares us and the first steps that i always would like to recommend is you need to start you know, uh, reducing how much external information you're getting. So if you've been binging on social media, binging on TV shows, you need to take a step back. You know, it's sort of like a fast. You need to take a step back from everything else, you know, the busyness, the distraction. You need to take a step back from all those things because when you're alone, most of that imagery, those sounds are going to be playing through your mind and reminding you of, you know, how, in quotes, how terrible you are, which honestly you're not. And then you have to start, you know, saying kind things about yourself. You have to say, you have to be kind to yourself. It's amazing that we're kinder to others than we, we are to ourselves. So we are more concerned with how other people are doing. We're more concerned with how to take care of them than we are with how to take care of ourselves, right? So you need to start practicing kindness to yourself. You know, if you're going to do something and you know you wouldn't ask someone else to do it in a similar condition, think think about it twice. Why should you do that? Why should you put yourself in that different position? So you have to start practicing kindness. It's really, I think that's one of the hardest parts learning how to be kind to yourself. Um, All those dishes can wait. I have to rest. Um, Why don't I just, you know, have a treat, eat something I like or drink some water, you know, just be kind to yourself. And then try and get alone, get your journal, and then write down all your thoughts, anything that's going through your mind. You've cut out the distractions, you've been practicing kindness, And it's like, you have to look at it as an introduction to yourself. You say, so it's like, I mean, it may feel silly in the beginning, but hey, Phoebe, nice to meet you. How are you doing? What is going on with you? So these are some of the prompts I may give a potential client. How are you doing? What's going through your mind? How has your day been? Um, What's the hardest thing you had to do today? What made it so difficult? How did you overcome it? What was the kindest thing you did for yourself today? Who did you, um, who did you identify as your biggest supporter? 
Um, how did it feel like to be supported? Do you have any needs? Do you need someone to help you to satisfy those needs? So that's, that's something else I always recommend. Journal. Write down what's going on in your mind. And one thing I personally practice a lot is when I get clustered, frustrated, tired, stressed during the day, I try to stop and ask, okay, Phoebe, what's wrong? What's happening? I always like to use my, you always have to speak to yourself. Mention your name because it's like a friend that's speaking to you and say, what's wrong? What's going on? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Yeah. Are you tired? Are you angry? Did a comment trigger you? What's going on? I, I always do that. So I stop, take five seconds, identify the source, and then come up with a plan. If you're hungry, get something to eat. If you're thirsty, get water. You need to rest. Stop what you're doing as soon as possible. Take a break. So doing all these things, it's like you're learning to appreciate yourself. You're learning to be human. And in the process, you start to want to listen to your own voice more than others. And that's a, that's a great start to the process. I like that. You start appreciating yourself and you start enjoying hearing your own voice because sometimes, yeah. well, maybe not sometimes, many times we allow other people's voices to drown our own. And yeah. just to yeah. someone who is struggling to figure out their identity, you know, I remember mm. my younger self, mm. you know, someone tells you yeah. jump, you yeah. jump, you know, without even asking why. <laughs> and it's because yeah. I didn't know yeah. myself. So mm-hmm. how do you encourage a young person who's seated across you? Maybe they're, they're, mm. they are in their early 20s and they're just wondering, how do I, you know, start journaling? Yes, I have the book. Yes, I have all these prompts. Yeah. Who I am. Well, the pursuit of identity, honestly, is a lifelong goal. It doesn't happen in a day. And I think that's the first thing I'll tell that young person. Um, I'm so different from, my, from the way I was when I was in my 20s. Um, and it's just showing yourself that compassion, being patient. And again, showing yourself some kindness. How do you start the process? Like I said, just learn how to appreciate yourself. Learn how to take care of yourself. Um, the young people of today, it, I understand. I speak to them a lot, actually. I love interacting with the younger generation. And I get that they are literally in, they're barraged with so much pressure to perform, to be successful, to, you know, have finances that are like out of the stratosphere Mm. have you know be like a genius at a very young age and the age seems to be getting younger and younger and younger so they learn they forget how to be human they forget how to live they forget how to lick an ice cream they forget how to go on holiday they forget how to appreciate nature and breathe oxygen um and this is what i try to connect them back to the very basic things and all these vaulting ambitions, fine, we can put them in one category. But if you're not able to just take your day one step at a time, take, you know, learn how to use time for yourself. But rather than feeling like this is a visible hand that's just pushing you through the continuum, like you 
have to get to this by this age. They need to learn how to appreciate the seconds, the minutes of each day and to take ownership of that time and use it for their own benefit. And we're holistic beings. It's not just about, um, you know, meeting a financial target or getting into a, a certain industry or starting a particular career. We need, our souls need what? Hugs, warmth, friendship, love. Our spirits need what? Worship. Um, it needs uh, praise, prayer. What do our bodies need? Rest, water, food. So you can't just focus on one aspect of your being and forget the rest and expect to be whole. It's, that's where I always, I try to bring them back in quotes, back to earth. And there's this practice in, um, in dealing with anxiety that is really amazing. It's very simple. Most of us did it when we were kids. Now, I don't know if they do it as much. You know, you see children, they, they literally don't like to wear shoes. Their feet are always on the ground. It's like they want to feel the earth. And there's a practice called grounding, which honestly, it just stabilizes you. It's beautiful. It just helps you to connect with reality rather than just your mind running all over the place. And I mean, there's scientific evidence to back that. It actually helps to, you know, take the negative energy from your body and just helps you to relax. Very simple things like that. Just learning to be still learning to be quiet and learning to just even practice your breathing. Make sure that you're taking enough oxygen into your system. And yes, I know sometimes it sounds far-fetched or out there. You're like, no, do you understand? I don't have a job. I'm like, yes. But you're actually not going to achieve anything with a peaceful state of mind if you're stressed. And mm. I, I, I remember there's someone who was struggling. I'm like, do you know what? It sounds like you need to drink some water. That was, it was that easy. And they drank water. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel better. I'm like, yes. I'm like, it sometimes is that simple. You know, um, and there was another person like, you just need to go for a walk. So sometimes we overcomplicate the solution and it's something very easy, very basic, and it's, it's like seeing somebody who's so tense and they're wondering, how am I going to release that tension? You give them a hug and just see the whole body just kind of <sighs> relax. Yeah. Sometimes that's simple. Very simple yet very effective. One thing that stands out yes. that you've said is taking ownership of our time. So once we take yeah. ownership of our time, how can we focus during such challenging times that we're in how do we focus it's hmm. i also really believe in the power of visualization um some people struggle to engage their imagination and i you know i i always say that children are some of the most emotionally balanced emotionally empowered beings and you're full of excitement, you're full of joy. They have that element of, oh my gosh, um, let me go on an adventure. They have that adventurous spirit. So what I do is, what I encourage clients to do is create visuals of what, what you, you like to see in your life. What kind of life would you like to live? 
And it's very ironic. You see a banker or an investment, um, someone who is into investment banking, and then they draw an illustration of, say, a farm. I say, you know, I always wanted to live on a farm. I always wanted to be around animals and nature. Like, wow, that's very profound. So you have to learn to, you know, bring your visions out, speak it out, you know, illustrate it, write it down, put it up on your wall, put it on your screensaver, put it on your profile, wherever, you know, um, do you have them framed, put them on your walls. So that whenever you feel like you're going off tangent, there's that visual reminder that, you know, I'm actually deciding to go on this particular path, you know, and it just brings everything back into focus. And it also depends on how we start our day. Mm -hmm. It's a great time to focus. Just slow down, have your cup of tea, have your glass of water, write down what you see yourself achieving during the day and try and connect it with your long-term goal or your long-term vision. So we're taking that big you know, vision and we're breaking it into bite-sized pieces. And we're saying, okay, today I'm going to do this. Tomorrow I'm going to do that. And show yourself compassion if you can't do it all. Like keep it very short, keep it very attainable. Make sure it's something you can easily achieve, but it's still in line with what you want to do. Play music, you know, fill your house with melody, fill your house with beauty, with flowers. Make sure that it's a refreshing atmosphere that, you know, that actually um, calms you down, excites you, and just, you know, fill, you know, fills you up with good feelings. All these little things help you to just focus when things just seem to be going all over the place. I like that. I like that. Very simple. Mm -hmm. And I believe in living life simply. And if you are feeling like you're overwhelmed, just break it down to smaller bits bite-sized pieces yeah. and yeah just simplify mm -hmm. life so to just yeah. switch gears in this conversation what's one thing phoebe is proud of currently in her life oh gosh i'm proud of my family very very proud of my family of all the things i'm proud of my family um yeah just having the blessing of you know being married um with my three-year-old almost four-year-old daughter and being pregnant i'm just feeling very blessed to have these wonderful people around me to love on to share my life with to bless and to invest you know just invest into feeling and also getting the support back that's my greatest achievement i think everything else you know changes you know um you know, career, you, you can change your career. You know, sometimes you have a lot of money, sometimes you have a lot of money, you know, all these things. But I think human life, community is what really touches me. My friends, my loved ones, when we get together, we're having a healthy conversation or we're just hugging or encouraging one another, lifting each other up. That's my happy place. And that's something I'm really proud of. Awesome. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Well, um, my husband and I have an adventurous spirit. We want to travel. We want to see, you know, different parts of Africa, um, live in different cities, you know, meet different people, try different cultures, try different foods. And yeah, just really, and teach, 
I also want to teach my children to appreciate different types of people, uh, know how to engage with them, and love humanity, make my contributions, as, of course. And for Light and Life, uh, which is my counseling practice, we're trying to expand and look at um, being able to create a platform that everybody can quickly tap into, especially on the African content. I'm focusing on people from African descent. Of course, I counsel other people as well, but I'm making sure that they have content, they have resources that they can quickly plug into and, you know, get some form of support, feel the love, at least that, you know, they're seen, they're appreciated and they're getting help. I wish you all the best with that. And how Thank do you, you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone who, who loved easily, who forgave easily. I also want to be remembered as someone who spoke for the less fortunate society, the weakened society. I want to be remembered as someone who also propagated family values and, you know, just learning to love one another take care of one another and yeah and i also want to remember it for my smile <laughs> with that in mind and you know it's been such an enlightening conversation i think people need to realize that we need to take care of our mental health we need to be whole holistically yes. so in closing is there still anything that's in your heart that you want to tell someone out there um, yeah, for them to hold on to during these times? I want to tell them that, you know, um, let's be honest, it's been really hard. Be easy on yourself. We've all felt it. You're not alone. It's been extremely hard. It's been decades since the, you know, the entire world, the entire globe has faced such a difficult time and difficult season so many people there's been so many losses you know human loss the loss of life financial loss loss of property and even loss of self like people losing themselves during the season and wondering what so who am i you know and i think maybe that's the your your check engine light is telling you that you cannot really tie your value to what you possess and so you really need to dig deeper and find what you really value, what you really appreciate. And, you know, plant your seed there, you know, root yourself in that thing. And, um, you know, I don't know who is around you. I don't know who's supporting you. But I just want to know that, I want you to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so sorry it's been so hard. I'm really sorry it's been so hard. And we are all praying and hoping that passes quickly. And in this time, you find your peace. Wonderful words. Dear listener, I hope you find your peace and just know that your best days lie ahead. Let no one tell you otherwise. And yeah. as the days unfold, take even a small step, which is waking up in the morning and telling yourself, I'm proud of you. Let's practice yeah. kindness. Let's share love. And let's all know that we shall overcome this pandemic. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.